Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Following is a KMOX Sports Special. Welcome to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome to the St. Louis City Soccer Report. On KMOX. Welcome to, the, welcome to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on KMOX from our downtown studios. I'm Jennifer Cease with my co-host Nate Gatter. Moving on from baseball to soccer now. And Ricky Horton, it is a holiday because St. Louis City racked up their fourth win. The first MLS expansion club to start the season with a perfect record. Coming up on top of three to nothing on a cold, cold night against the San Jose Earthquakes. What'd you think, Nate? I mean, it's just incredible, right? We keep saying, when are we going to have to start having the more unpleasant conversations about City? When are we going <laughs> to have to start today. talking about what's going wrong? It is not today. It's not tomorrow. It's not any day until next Saturday or Sunday at the earliest. And, and not only the first expansion team ever to win their first four, the first MLS team period to start the season with four straight wins in a decade. Montreal right. in 2013, the last team to do it. That's incredible. That's I, right. I, so far ahead of schedule. Anyway, we got a lot to get to, and, and we're excited to talk to Dale Shilley, who uh, analyzed it all last night along with you and, and Joey Zanaboni uh, on the call on Y98, uh, our Odyssey sister station. And uh, I think we're going we're gonna to have some good questions for Dale here in a moment. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to it. Let's do the uh, 90 minutes in 60 seconds, and then we'll talk to Dale. Now, Y98 presents 90 and 60, a look back at the St. Louis City match against the San Jose Earthquakes. Flowers for the top of the box, right foot stolen by Borsinkowski. Oh, he hove it, extended to his left to the prime Chow Club. Left foot cross, what's Chow Kitty? Bouncy ball loose, inside, it's flicked, oh. it's in! Oh, baby, City lead! Chow Klaus looking to go toward the box, first team through, close to with a oh. five foot, oh, baby! Cramming things home like a hoarder family in a second hand RV. Postrock gathers loose. Get in there. Fires, and that's in the back of the cage. And it's on over. the short tab on the corner, it's done. City wins it tonight over the San Jose Earthquakes. Final score 3-0. A perfect 4-0. This has been 90 and 60. Next, St. Louis City heads west to face real Salt Lake this coming Saturday. Pre-game at 8, kick at 8.30 on Y98 St. Louis. As you just heard, City will be headed back on the road this weekend to take on Real Salt Lake. That'll be Saturday night. 8.30 Central Time is the kickoff in uh, the Salt Lake City area out in Utah, and you can hear it on our sister station, Y98. One of the men who will be on the call for that game, Dale Schilly, 
St. Louis City analyst on the radio joins us now. And uh, Dale, obviously the excitement around City somehow continues to grow week by week by week. What has it been like to see it up close and have that seat in the booth for uh, four straight wins? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been an incredible experience, and just to to see the game the the team develop from where we were, you know what is it now a month ago in in Austin, uh, we've continued to get better, and certainly uh, the game against San Jose, who arguably was the best team that we've seen so far, um, we were more dominant in that game than what we've been in the previous four or the previous three. Just an, an incredible, uh, incredible game last night, and the team's really coming together. Are you warm yet, Dale? I'm still cold. <laughs> My toes yeah. are cold. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was chilly last night, and uh, you know the wind blowing across the field. Now we were lucky; we were in the booth. You unfortunately, you know, had to go out and brave a little bit, but uh, you let us know how cold it was. That was nice. Of I you. did. I made sure you guys knew. I was taking one for the team. <laughs> You know, I wanted to go over, I'm glad that you talked about like possession rate and the style of play, the fact that we had two really different styles, right, come up against one another, yet we remained still having a lot of good combination play. And I really want to call out, there was an MLS broadcaster um, that said after uh, Leuven and Ostrock took that, you know, final goal, and he said, I'm going to quote him, I don't want to hear about St. Louis being lucky again. They deserve all the luck they get. We won that first ball, get another shot, strike. When it's, it's winning it and getting it back, you know, not luck. It's the press and execution of the press. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's we, we've said it all along uh, that the amount of pressure that we put the back four uh, of the opposition under causes duress and, and causes turnovers and, and problems. And you could see it last night, but we went 3-0. Uh, and then about the next 7 to 10 minutes, you could see San Jose had just thrown out the white flag and said, we've had enough. Uh, we, we can't deal with this pressure anymore. And eventually they caught some legs and they got in behind us and, and played in, in you know our back half of the field for a little bit. But you could see them at some point just wilt under the pressure and, and give in. And, and, you know, we saw the same thing in, in Austin in, in the beginning of the year where, uh, you know, the, the turnover that, that got played in to, uh, to Stroud to finish, we, we had a series of, of about five to seven minutes of intense pressure against them, and that's when the turnover came. And then the subsequent final goal by Klaus when Jalkini puts them in. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not luck. And, you know, if there is a bit of uh, – if it is a, a little bit lucky, then it's just because of the hard work and the intensity that the guys are, are, are playing with. And, man, oh, man, the work rate is just incredible. Dale, we got time for one more, I think. And uh, I, I want to ask you – again, I, I want to be careful to not be putting a negative spin on four straight wins, not that it would be possible. At the same time, we know there's going to be adversity at some point. Nobody's ever going to win every game, take every point yeah. from the entire season. And things are looking more difficult. Rail Salt Lake, not necessarily a much more difficult team than what they've been playing. But after that, Minnesota off to a good start. Seattle, one of the class teams of the league. And obviously FC Cincinnati, who have taken a huge leap forward over the last uh, season and a half, if you will. That's going to be a really tough three-game stretch to start April. What kind of team scares you the most? Whether it's a specific team or just a style, what do you think will work? What do you think would challenge City with the form that they're in right now? What would cause them problems? Yeah, I, you know, at some point you're going to have teams that are going to just bypass the buildup 
and just try to play beyond you. Uh, and that's going to that's gonna be the part that, that could test us a little bit. So the teams that are trying to play through us, the, the guys are absolutely clamping down, closing all the, the uh, easy options off. Guys in the back are, are marking well and stepping in front and intercepting. Uh, but the team that wants to bypass us and just go beyond us and then try to press up against us could be the team that gives us a little bit of trouble because we haven't seen that yet. You know, not, not many coaches will go in and say, we're going to outgrind and outwork, and we're just going to figure out how to get results. Most coaches come in and say, yeah, we're going to play attractive, pretty soccer. We're going to outpass you. Um, we've gone the opposite way here. We're saying, look, this is attractive. We're going we're gonna to outwork you, and we're going to create chances off of your buildup when you're in possession. Uh, the team that tries to do the opposite could be our, our, our first challenge and our, our next biggest challenge. Well, thanks, Dale. Happy trails on your trip. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Up next, we'll be talking with Edmund Elsey, VP of Ticket Sales of St. Louis City SC. Let's go to break. You've been listening to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on KMOX. Now, back to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. St. Louis City Soccer Report continues from our downtown KMOX studios. Nate Gatter alongside Jennifer C. So we're joined now by Edmund Elzey, who is the vice president of ticket sales for St. Louis City SC. Uh, Edmund, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I would say let's start with the fact that your job, well, I'm sure not easy, must be easier when the team is winning like this. The tickets must be selling themselves these days. It's always better to have a winning team than a losing team. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. And I think this year people would have just been happy because the team exists and they would have been just happy to come to games, even if we were getting our butt kicked. But us winning and playing well and being exciting, that's just gravy on top. And it's been a lot of fun to be a part of it and a lot of, a lot of fun just to, to see it come to life. Well, speaking of tickets that could be a little hard to get your hands on, I did manage to get some, um, Edmund, for myself and my daughters are going to the U.S. Women's National Team ticket sales. How is that going? Uh, It's going pretty well. So USA Soccer, uh, they manage that sales process. Um, So if anybody wants tickets, it's going to be through Ticketmaster there. But talking to them, we're in touch with them, and they're, they're really close to a sellout. Um, they, I mean, people were excited about that. That's going to be a fantastic event for us. Yeah, the U.S. Women's National Team, for those who don't know, will be uh, at City Park here in St. Louis April 11th, taking on the Republic of Ireland. Normally not a women's soccer powerhouse, but Ireland uh, qualified for the World Cup coming up this summer for the first time. And the U.S., of course, gearing up to uh, defend their world title once again in uh, New Zealand this summer. Uh, Edmund, with that in mind, I I think obviously everybody, like you said, we're so happy just to have Major League Soccer in St. Louis finally and only two home games in for City. So the novelty of that has hardly worn off. But do City uh, have their eyes on hosting other sorts of events like that and using City Park for other soccer matches, maybe for things even outside of soccer and and trying to maximize the the number of events held there per year? For sure. There's definitely going to be more events than just what's on the MLS schedule. I mean, you guys hit on one already with the USA uh, Women's National Team coming in on April 11th. Uh, But we have a tournament with uh, Liga MX, the Mexican League, um, that's going to be yearly, and we'll have a home game on July 27th against Club America, as you guys know, probably the biggest soccer club in North America, right? So that's an added event that we'll have. Um, we're looking to try to host as many other things as we can. We also have our City 2 team playing in stadium. 
Uh, so they'll have 14 home games this year, all at City Park. We're selling tickets for really cheap um, for that. We have a $105 season ticket. We have $13 tickets at the door. Um, so those are, are game by game. And we got $10 group tickets. So we're going to have a lot of opportunities for people to see, to visit City Park. It may not necessarily have to go to the first team games. There'll be other, you know, national games and, um, you know, second division games and all that stuff going on. Well, you know, you mentioned Ticketmaster, and if you are a fan who, for whatever event that might be, and struggling, I, I will admit to being one of those where I'm not one of those people who can immediately, like, know when tickets are going to be on sale and, and how do I get a hold of those. Are there tricks and tips to making sure that you are on top of being able to get tickets when you want to be? Yeah, for sure. Like, well, our partner for the team, part, the team's partner is SeatGeek. And so you can find our, our tickets at on SeatGeek.com. Um, any tickets that are posted either through us and we encourage our fans who are reselling their tickets to post there. So you can find tickets there, um, whether it's through the team or if there's a fan trying to sell tickets. Um, so we encourage anybody just to check that, check that website if they um, have any interest in coming to any matches. You know, Edmund, just one more before we let, we, we let you go. Um, this is more out of personal curiosity than anything. Uh, I, on X actually, a week or two ago, I talked to Mark Schreiber, who's president of the St. Louis Sports Commission, and obviously they play an active role in trying to bring some of those outside sporting events to St. Louis and place bids and those sorts of things. And he mentioned the possibility of, with the new stadium, of not only more U.S. games, but something like bringing men's and or women's college cups to City Park in the future, which is the uh, Division One college soccer championships. How involved is City, considering it's using City Park, how involved is the club in those sorts of bids and those sorts of discussions, if and when they maybe come to fruition down the line? How much does the club play a role in, in trying to make those things happen? Yeah, the club definitely plays a role. I mean, we're probably operated um so we have to help with all the bids and things like that and so we're working with the sports commission to try to make sure we could present the best possible bid whether it's the college cup or you know any other event that we're looking at uh so we definitely play a a highly active role um and then if it comes down to my level then i'll try to help sell whatever we we got to sell but as far as being the event there's a lot of different pieces a lot of different people that are involved in trying to make that happen Well, thank you very much, Edmund. We appreciate uh, what you and the club are doing for St. Louis, and thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me, and you guys have a good rest of your day. We will do our best. Edmund Elzey, the vice president of ticket sales for St. Louis City SC, and uh, if you want those tickets, well, you're going to have to go and get them. Four wins from four. The uh, club will be next home two weeks from yesterday, April the 1st, against Minnesota. And then uh, April 15th against Cincinnati. Three home games coming up in April. Portland will close out the month. So we'll step aside again here on KMOX. When we return, we'll talk to Kevin Byrne from Spensa. We'll hear a little bit about what Spensa is and uh, what you can do to get involved. You're listening to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Now, back to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the St. Louis City Soccer Report on KMOX. I'm Jennifer Cease with Nate Gatter. Well, as a former Culping Kicks OG who did wear the orange and black, I am happy to welcome Kevin Byrne, not only of Culping, but also treasurer and board member at the Special Needs Soccer Association, which we will often call Spensa. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. Did you get to enjoy a little bit of the city game last night? I did. I did. Um, Were you warm or cold? No, I was warm. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, in fact, we had to cancel Spencer yesterday as well because, you know, out of, out of abundance of safety for the kids. But that was a cold day to play soccer. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that because it was cold. My toes are still not warm, um, but I know that we, you know, we hate doing that. But we did cancel uh, the day due to an extreme cold because that really isn't, you know, nobody's going to have fun on a, on a day like that. But normally, tell me a little bit about Spencer. In, in what you do, I feel like I know it personally, but in what we do, because the kids, not only the ones who participate, but then the ones who come and volunteer, two of my four kids have done that, have an absolutely fantastic time bringing soccer to everyone. Well, the and it's equally important on both sides. I'm just like you said, it's so important for these kids who could not have otherwise had a chance to play the game. I mean, they're, they're, they have disabilities varying we don't we don't um it doesn't matter what their disability as long as they have a diagnosed disability from a doctor we take them on to spensa and they're they're kids that couldn't be mainstream but a goal of ours is to maybe get some of those kids to a level they can actually play mainstream in the cyc programs or some of the rec programs but the uh the other side of that is is the kids that come out and the adults that come out and help to volunteer um, as their buddies. We have a staff of, of, of folks that volunteer staff of folks because nobody at Spencer gets paid. It's, a, it's an all-volunteer organization, 501c3, and um, so everything's free to the parents because nobody gets paid. Um, but these volunteers that come out, um, they're, either, they're either coming with their college or they're coming with their high school or they're coming from a company enterprise is very, good, very big about sending their foundation people out um, and they're out every Saturday. Um, we have to have between 150 and 200 volunteers every Saturday morning in order to go as buddies with, with, the, with the kids that are on the field because we have to have a, a volunteer typically one-to-one, if, if not some cases, they're two or three-to-one depending upon the disability of the child. Yeah, Kevin, you know, I wanted to ask it from that uh, angle, especially for people like Jen's kids. You know, I did something like this on the baseball side with Challenger Baseball, which is a, a, a similar organization, I think, does some sort of similar things uh, when I was in high school. And it was it was really valuable and obviously valuable no matter the age of the volunteers that you get. But it can be a, a particularly worthwhile experience, I think, for for teenagers how what's the best way for them if they're not doing it through their high school or through their college or wherever to just get involved on an individual basis? They can they can go out and see our schedule online at spensa.org, S-P-E-N-S-A.org. We always have our schedule posted. We usually go for eight weeks in the spring, eight weeks in the fall, and there's a volunteer page on there. Um, but they can simply just show up. We have a um, Janet Oberly, who is our president. She holds a session before each day, each Saturday, where she goes through all the do's and don'ts for a volunteer to understand and know how to, to work with a special needs child from a soccer perspective. Um, so these kids, they don't have to have any experience. They don't even have to be soccer players. All they have to want to do is help. They come out and we'll show them what they need to do on Saturday morning for a half hour before they before the kids arrive. 
Well, I can speak from experience of my kids always having the best time going out there and assisting as volunteers that there's always and they and their teams are looking for more. So that's awesome. What I also want to talk about and ask you about, Kevin, is the fundraising efforts, because you mentioned everything. There's no paid staff. So I noticed that St. Luligans last night, um, they do spend time. We've talked to them before in studio about you know, raising money. They don't just show up, right, for soccer. It's more than soccer. So they have put out calls on Twitter to say, bring a few extra bucks to the street party on Luligan Street, or they've had Schlaffle prize packages from Schlafly. And I noticed that Spensa was on the docket last night. We have been uh, a recipient of, of Luligan fundraising probably for the last four or five, ever since FC St. Louis was in town. They they would hold their they would hold their their tailgate parties and they pick a different charity each week that they have a game and they put a bucket out and they raise a lot of funds for a lot of good people and they're one of the they're one of the the organizations that will send us checks periodically all of our money we don't do we don't do what I consider traditional fundraising because we have been so blessed with people that just heard about us, know about us from the soccer community, and simply come to us to ask if they can help financially. Yeah, and I don't um, know if it still exists, but there was a golf tournament, I believe, for a while um, that I, I know that my husband went to um, and did some quite a bit of fundraising there as well. Tom Smith Memorial That's Golf it. Tournament. Right. Was, Thank was, you for that. That was, that was put on for several years. I think they still do it. But we're we're not a recipient anymore of that. Okay. But we used to be the the sole recipient of it when it first started. Um, but it was it's put on by the Missouri Referees Association, a great bunch of people, and they came to us and said, "Hey, we're going to do this golf tournament, and we'd like to give you guys the funds." And we're like, "Yeah, we'd we'd love to have that." Um, <laughs> again, because it it keeps the program free for the kids, and when you have a budget of between ten and twenty thousand dollars. A year, we have to have that much money coming in each year in order to keep the program free because we're up to 180 kids in the program. Um, we'll have 180 kids registered with the Missouri Youth Soccer Association in their top soccer program, which is what Spence is a part of. We're affiliated through the state um, to the national national FIFA level through MISA. Um, that's where we get all of our insurance from. But none of that is free. Um, because, you know, we, it's just, we give the kids a, a, a token gift at the end of each session. You know, you've got to keep the, you know, balls on the field for the kids. We, the kids don't bring a ball. We have, we provide all the balls. We provide all the equipment. St. Louis soccer park is donated to us by Scott Gallagher and the worldwide technology people. We are very, very appreciative of that. Kevin, it's interesting. You know, I think that last bit too about Soccer Park and Worldwide Technology hits on it. But you mentioned how you don't have to do a lot of traditional fundraising because of the, in many cases, proactive generosity of people in the St. Louis soccer community. And it's interesting on this show over the last uh, month or two when we've been on here on KMOX, we've talked a lot about St. Louis as a soccer community. And you hear that a, a lot about that in the context of city, that that's part of the reason that there was such great infrastructure here for MLS support because soccer is such a part of the infrastructure and the DNA of this city. Yet here it is manifesting in a totally different way that really has nothing to do with bringing competitive soccer to St. Louis at the highest level, but instead the way that community supports each other and supports other people and tries to include those 180 kids in the community. The, the, the people, 
that have just reached out and to just and ask us without us reaching out to anybody that will just come to us and say, what can we do? How can we help? Um, and, and I tell people, I said, you know, it's, it's easy for people to write a check and we, and, and we, and we need the money that I just mentioned, but more than anything, we need the volunteers. We need the people. And I talked to the people from, from city when they first started to reach out into the community. And I said, she said, well, what, what can we do? What, you know, how can we help? I said, send the team out, send your academy group out, send your, send anybody, send your office staff out, anybody that can come out on a Saturday morning and be a buddy to one of the kids. That's our biggest need. Our biggest need is because as we grew from 25 to 30 years ago to now 180 kids in the program, you need more and more volunteers and people have just stepped up. I mean, it's the, you know, is, is we need more, they provide more. And, you know, and again, for people just to reach out to us and a perfect example is the St. Louis soccer hall of fame, We've got uh, seven or eight of the Hall of Fame guys that come out every Saturday, and they're part of the staff that actually help the, the volunteers with what they're doing. They've been so gracious to us. The Italian Businessmen Association have been a, an extremely uh, generous donor uh, financially to the program. They, every year, they step forward. Enterprise Holdings, every year, reaches out and said, hey, we're going to get you a check. You know, and we said, hey, we'll take – give us five bucks, give us 5,000 bucks, whatever you got. We can use whatever you can provide because it all goes back to the kids. It's, it, it it's all goes to the kids. Enough. There's no paid staff. Kevin Byrne, thanks for your time today. Everyone who's listening, I know there's a call for action for volunteers. They do a lot of great work, org. Kevin, thanks for your time today. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, so there are a lot of good talk from a Colping Kicks soccer club and a person who also is really involved at the game at, at, at a very grassroots roots and fundamental level, uh, Kevin Burns. So check that out on Spezza.org. And I know I just asked it in the form of a question sort of to Kevin, but what just stands out to me from that is is more evidence of the fact that this is not an expansion soccer city. This is a this is a homecoming, right? The MLS is just the the cherry on top of everything else that is already built to support soccer in this community. There is no, there's no arrival of soccer here. Soccer has lived here forever. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're often known as a baseball town and we, we certainly are right. We are Ricardo's nation and we be, we bleed blue, but soccer has been there for such a long time. And, and I think I really love the fact that city also has this very much reflected in their motto city, St. Louis. Um, the vision is to be an exceptional club and neighbor with a promise to excite and, and unite our fran- fans, our city, our region. And, you know, with organizations like this and efforts like with Operation Food Search, um, great connections, and I hope more and more are being built. Well, we have a lot more to come still on our second hour here of the uh, St. Louis City Soccer Report. We'll talk to Jim Leaker of the uh, St. Louis Soccer Hall of Fame. I should say he'll be coming up on the, the next show. We'll talk to Megan Burke in our second hour, uh, a Melville grad who played at SLU and uh, now is integral in the w- NWSL Players Association. And we'll also next up after the break be talking to Lucas Bartlett, who got his first start for St. Louis City last night and played a big role in keeping city's first ever clean sheet. We'll also hear from George Ganser later on in the second hour. Stay with us. You're listening to the St. Louis city soccer report. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning right now. Families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon. When they switch, visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.